0: True Crime listeners, we're your hosts, I'm Adriana
1: and I'm Cody. Today we're going to talk about a case that is quite heartbreaking and shocking to say the least. This case took place in Portland, Maine in January of 2018, so it was still a relatively recent case. A couple returned home from watching a football game at a friend's house and no one could have thought that this night would end in murder.
0: This is Wicked Killings.
1: So our story starts in Portland, Maine. It's one of the largest cities in Maine where people visit from all over the world. According to visitportland.com, Portland has world class restaurants, boutiques, bars to include some speakeasies, amazing art institutions, various public parks, Haddock Field, which is a minor league baseball stadium home to the Portland Sea Dogs, local breweries, and coffee shops, not to mention the Holy Donut, where we've actually gone there, and those donuts are bomb as shit.
0: They are so good. You're
1: they're, so right. They're potato donuts. Like you wouldn't think potato donuts are good, but these donuts are amazing.
0: And they've got all kinds of
1: all flavors.
0: Kinds. They've got like cannoli and
1: pomegranate.
0: They have this maple with bacon bits.
1: Oh my god. That's, <laughs> that's so like good. the
0: best one. A little
1: sweet with salt. It's delicious. It's the perfect mix. So in 2019, the United States Census Bureau ...reported the population of Portland as 66,215, which seems pretty low to us. But the data shows, the data does make sense considering how much tourism happens here from non-residents. According to Neighborhood Scout, Portland, Maine has a crime index of 16, which means that it is quite dangerous... Because a crime index of 100 is the safest. This was shocking to learn because you don't usually think that affluent and well known cities around you are this dangerous. So it's pretty scary. It's pretty.
0: It is pretty scary. Like I was really shocked to read that on the website. I
1: mean, you could, anywhere you live, you could be in a town and you think it's real safe. But until you look at the crime index, you don't really know. The data
0: really shows you how dangerous somewhere really is. Yeah,
1: if you're not watching the news every single day for your local news, then you really don't know how dangerous your city is until you look at these statistics.
0: I would completely agree with that. Um, And I know we watch the news sometimes, but like I mostly look around at like current events that are happening and like local crime stories and for some reason a lot of Crimes in Portland obviously don't really pop up on my news feeds for some reason. I
1: mean, we only look at it through the internet's eyes because we don't have cable. Right. We don't have cable that accesses us to the, you know, local news station that we could watch. Like the Portland news station, we don't watch that. Right. So we don't know what's going on up there. Like, because we live fairly close to Portland. I mean, we could tune into the... The, stations. the local news stations that are in Portland, but
0: and even on like listening on the radio stations, I listen to a lot of Maine-based stations, but they don't really talk about any news that's happening in the area, which is kind of weird.
1: Right, it is. I would weird.
0: expect it to be another like outlet to learn what's going on in your surrounding communities.
1: Yeah. So now that we know the details of this town mm-hmm. and where this crime happened. Let's get into the the hardcore minutiae of this story. Yeah, let's, let's get, get into let's the... get fucking right hammered down. <laughs> nitty gritty. Let's get into it.
0: Okay, so I don't even really know where to begin with this story because it's just absolutely heartbreaking. I will just start off by telling all of our listeners that this story does involve domestic violence and it's definitely not suitable for all listeners, um, so... Definitely, like viewer discretion is advised.
1: It is domestic violence awareness month, exactly. also, so.
0: and that's why we kind of decided to focus our two stories
1: mm-hmm. in
0: October on domestic violence cases that have occurred in New England, because right. um, it's really important to talk about these things, um, even as sad and upsetting they may be. So, according to CentralMain.com. Ahsoka Kwan was a 36-year-old Thailand native, and she graduated in 2000 from Portland High School and had been working at direct mail Maine. And Anthony Lang was a 40-year-old Thailand native as well, and he was an assistant maintenance technician for the Portland Housing Authority since 2006. Um, So he had been working there for quite some time um, when this case kind of unfolded. Um, back in 2018, so Anthony Lang and his longtime girlfriend Soka Kwan—I don't entirely know if I'm saying her name correctly, but I'm trying my best. Um, we so, didn't—we
1: didn't look up the Google translation for right. the names.
0: So I'm trying my best. So bear with me. We're
1: just reading them off a piece of paper right yes. now. So,
0: so the two of them—they actually lived on 46 Dorothy Street in Portland, Maine, with their three children and based on the pictures and the description that i found on zillow their home had three bedrooms two bathrooms and was a 1536 square foot Cape style house
1: decent house
0: decent size house because i mean we have a cape style home um so the pictures that i found online looked very similar to that um, they had a very small front yard and a backyard, which means that their neighbors on all sides were pretty close to them. Um, if you're looking at it from like a geographical Right in standpoint. the
1: heart, right in the heart of the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, definitely much. like a yeah. busy neighborhood um, in a busy part of Portland, Maine.
1: Where it's hard to hide stuff that you're doing.
0: Exactly. In your
1: home or around your home.
0: Yes. So on January 7th, Back in two thousand eighteen, around ten o'clock at night, Anthony Lang and Soka Kwan arrived at their house after watching a football game at one of their friends' houses. So this sounds like your typical New England Sunday night in Joe the fall. Yes, exactly. Um, so I'm assuming that they were into sports. Um, a lot of people that live, I guess, in this area and everywhere tend to be avid sports fans.
1: Yeah, it's a goddamn shame we lost lost Tom Brady. <laughs>
0: Personally, I'm not a sports person. I don't care. These people get paid way too much money to have all of us watch them throw some things around at each other. So it's just not something that's interesting. We do go to some parties sometimes. I but mean, I yeah. just go for the food.
1: I've never been that interested, <laughs> but I was interested when Tom Brady was a quarterback. And right. Edelman was a receiver, and you had Gronkowski as a tight end. That was great. But now none of that is a thing anymore. So I don't remember.
0: And not to say that a lot of people that are in professional sports, they're very talented. They they got there for a reason.
1: Well, yeah, they worked their whole life to get there. Right. But that's that's regardless. That's not what we're talking about. In this exactly. Episode. We're talking about this.
0: This couple. This
1: fucking Soka Cone.
0: In Anthony. Anthony Lang. Lang. So I have. Um, oh, sorry. So not too long after the two of them got home, they walked into the kitchen. And that's when Anthony shot Soka. I mean, I've read some articles that states that she was shot five times, and some articles state that she was shot six times. Um, so, as you can imagine,
1: okay, this, she was shot a she, lot of times. She
0: was shot a lot of times. He just by shot her like
1: he just pulled out a fucking nine mil and just so I, a few rounds in her
0: i don't know what kind of gun i couldn't really find that um i would assume it was some sort of handgun yeah it, was some um, kind it of wasn't handgun. a rifle yeah, or no. anything
1: it could have been i mean but probably not
0: so as i was reading this heartbreaking story one of the hardest parts of it was to read that two of their children were home when this happened it's terrible it's absolutely horrible um so their ten-year-old son was actually in the living room when he heard the first shot, and then he heard more gunshots after.
1: Jesus, where, where, where did the gunshots take place? They
0: took place. So um, they took place in the kitchen. So I think about like our house in comparison to their house, right. um, because we live in a Cape style house as well, and. I can see the kitchen from our living room.
1: Yeah. So he was he was he very was, close. He was within at least fifteen feet from where his mother got shot six or five, five or six times.
0: Yes. He was very close.
1: Fucking Anthony, dude. This fucking guy.
0: And like you can hear everything in our house because of this size and this layout. So it just makes my ears ring thinking about Their son, their 10-year-old son,
1: hearing this happen. I can be upstairs in our bedroom, in our cape-style house, and I can hear our dog eating food from their bowl. You can hear everything. Never mind a fucking gunshot in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, in the kitchen. Like, that would be just so loud and so shocking. And their son, who was in the living room, he heard his mother say, ah. and then he heard a thud, which he thought was the sound of her falling on the floor.
1: Which it probably it must was. have been. Yeah.
0: So immediately after, he heard his father start to cry. Yeah. I mean. Fucking bitch. Naturally, their son wanted to know what was going on. And he had the courage to go into the kitchen, not really knowing what to expect. I mean, he's a 10-year-old kid. I don't think that he would expect his father to just shoot his mother. Right. He
1: doesn't know what's He doesn't know what's he happening. He hears a loud couple commotion
0: and whatever five or
1: six shots right and then he hears his dad starting crying maybe he's thinking like there's an intruder in the house
0: yeah he had
1: something like i can't even imagine what was going through this kid's head i know that happened
0: it's so scary to think about it and like when he went into the kitchen he saw his father standing next to the fridge and his mom was on the floor lying in a pool of blood with a gun next to her like I can't even imagine what he felt like when he was seeing this. I mean, he's a ten-year-old child. I mean, no, no child should have to see their mother dead.
1: Right. No, no, no kid should have to experience that. Walking into a room and seeing their mom dead on the floor with six bullets in her, right, bleeding out, and right in front her, of him, their their dad just standing there.
0: I mean, he started screaming when he saw this, saw this, which is yeah. totally mm-hmm. a normal reaction <laughs> yeah. to me. I know I would be screaming too. It's a
1: very natural response to something like that.
0: Right. And the thing is, is his 15-year-old brother was home too. And he heard his parents come home. He knew that they were home. And um, he was just getting into the shower before he was going to bed so he heard the gunshots while upstairs um like i had said they had two bathrooms one upstairs one downstairs so after he heard the gunshots he ran down the stairs to see what the heck was going on he saw his brother lying on the couch with his face hidden in the couch and he immediately asked their father what he did and according to courtsmain.gov their father anthony literally said i just killed your mother
1: Dude, if I would have walked into a room and saw my mother sit laying on the ground in the pool of blood, and then I just heard my father say, "I just killed your mother," I would have saw red. Like if this kid didn't see red, that's a great. Uh, I mean, I mean, how could he? How could he not? Like,
0: so he must have seen red. He must have been very angry. I would have
1: just like I would. I personally, I would have just attacked my dad. I was just gone right after him. Like, you don't kill my mother. I mean, that's terrible. What a fucking piece of shit.
0: Who does that?
1: Fucking asshole. Like, with your kids in the house.
0: And, like, I can kind of see why he wasn't so hyper-focused on hurting his dad. Because, like, me, for instance, I have a very young sister and if i were to see that happen i would just want to do anything to protect them
1: right you'd want to protect i her would want
0: to i would yeah. want to protect her and so right. i can see why he got as far away from the scene as possible so like the oldest son the 15 year old son scooped up his 10 year old younger brother and immediately left the house
1: okay so he did the right thing. he did the right he thing. didn't he didn't do the thing that i would do he
0: didn't escalate it right
1: because uh, i would have escalated right i would have taken it to a whole other level because i mean honestly i mean a lot of people listening to this probably would too right they right. would probably think they would at the same time but at the same you don't know how you're gonna react
0: to right like your adrenaline situation and i wouldn't want to be dead either. And knowing that your father killed your mom, like, what could he do to you? Right,
1: you're also scared of your fucking dad at that point. Right. Like, this fucking... Anthony Lang.
0: Anthony Lang. So, once their two children got outside, the oldest son... This part's so sad. He peered through the window, paneled glass door that enters into the kitchen. And that's when he saw his mother lying in a pool of blood. And, like, up until that point, he hadn't actually seen his mom. He just... Only saw his father and knew that something bad had happened. He just happened heard the
1: gunshots, that. saw his brother on the couch,
0: and knowing and just, that his dad yeah, said, right. "Like okay, I just so killed your at mom." At that point,
1: he hadn't seen his. He mother hadn't dead. seen he it. He didn't know his mother was dead at that
0: point. He, he did just, not
1: know. Right. He just knew to get out of the house. Right.
0: His dad said, "I just killed your mother," but I think he was thinking so quickly that he didn't even have. Right. The time he probably to didn't
1: look. even like it, it, that. At that point, it probably didn't register to him that like his mom was actually dead on right. the floor.
0: That's exactly what I was kind of thinking. So when the two children were outside, they naturally called 911 right away to report the shooting. And when the police arrived at the scene, the kids were still outside. And like, this is in January. So I was wondering, I couldn't really find anything, but like they probably didn't even have time to grab like a jacket, a proper like winter coat or boots or anything, you know. Like right, they're, no, they're they're just, just outside, they're, not knowing what's gonna happen next. Outside
1: in the cold in Portland, which is close Scared. to the sea coast. Right. Scared.
0: And the I weird part remember. was is that. Anthony Lang, their father, he also called 911 after the shooting, but he only gave their home address. Yeah. And he wouldn't answer any other questions from the operator when they were trying to get more information from him. Of course not.
1: Right. Fucking piece of shit. He's not gunning. And
0: one of their neighbors also called to report that they heard gunshots as well. um, Around the time of the shooting. I mean, if you have very close neighbors... I think any neighbor would also anybody, call the cops. Yeah, anybody, right.
1: unless you're like totally oblivious to what's happening around you. Right. You'd call the fucking police if you heard five or six gunshots. Right. Right next to you.
0: So Anthony Lang was inside the house with Soka's lifeless body for 15 minutes until the police and paramedics arrived. So the kids were outside for 15 minutes um, in the middle of winter, but it must have felt like forever for es, them like es, time stood still
1: especially for the younger brother right who saw
0: and heard it all who right saw
1: there. heard it all was in the living room walked in saw his mother's lifeless body on the floor that was I can't even imagine that the, the the turmoil he was going through in that 15 minutes being outside and just right confused why would this happen like I mean, he probably was for days after, but those first 15 minutes were probably hell for him.
0: I know. And oddly enough, so Mark Adelson, he is the executive director of the Housing Authority where Anthony had been working. He told the Maine Sunday Telegram that Anthony Lang called his supervisor after the shooting happened. And Adelson also said that Anthony had called the supervisor to let him know that he wouldn't be into work on Monday, which was the next day.
1: thanks, Lang.
0: Right. And he just told them that there was a shooting at his home. And it's just so weird to me that he had the time to call his direct supervisor after the shooting. And I don't know why, but that just bothers me. Like, you just killed your longtime girlfriend. But, oh, you're also just going to call out of work to, I don't know, be respectful of your employer? That's just, it doesn't make any sense
1: Maybe he didn't feel, like, any kind of remorse after he had done that, right? So he was like, all right, I I know I'm not going to be at work tomorrow because I'm going to be in fucking jail. Let me call my supervisor to let him know, hey, yo, I'm not going to be at work because I just killed my fucking girlfriend
0: right but like he was so worried about being a good employee instead of a good
1: boyfriend
0: and father like that just is so unsettling to me and it just i don't know it's mind-boggling i don't get it and this was obviously before his employer the housing authority found out any of the details of the crime and the director of the housing authority even described lang as being a steady worker with good skills and he even seemed to get along with everyone at work which is absolutely ridiculous i mean you know? he
1: might have got along with
0: he might way. have i and don't know
1: i don't know what the right i don't know what the implications of him shooting his wife was i don't know why he or his girlfriend sorry i don't know why he decided to shoot his girlfriend like so well lose his mind
0: we'll get into that in a second um so Pretty much what had happened was that an argument broke out once they got home. That's, like, essentially what happened. And he thought that he should just shoot and kill her. Right. So that's pretty much what happened with that. So once the police arrived at 46 Dorothy Street, they entered their home and found a really disturbing scene. So Soka was lying on the kitchen floor with a knife in her hand and multiple knives around her head. Hmm. She didn't even have a chance to take off her winter jacket, her purse, or even put her keys away.
1: So, she just got right in the house. They just walked in. She walked in. They started fucking yelling. He probably had a gun in his hand waiting for her to get home.
0: Right, and I couldn't find anything about, like, if the gun was on him, like, if he carried it with him, like, concealed carry or open carry or whatever. Right. Or if they just stored it in the kitchen. I couldn't find anything about how the gun even got into this. Well,
1: in Maine, you can only open you can open carry. You can't conceal carry.
0: Okay. I didn't really know, the. That's so, good I mean, to you know. Can, I didn't know the you laws about can, that. You can
1: still have guns in you your house. You can still house. have a gun can have all on all you, You all the though. kinds of guns in your house, as long as right. it's not totally automatic gun, And like everywhere. But.
0: Right. And, like, her keys were underneath her body. Like, she, when I said she didn't have time to put them away, they, they must have been literally in her hand. Yeah, they were still happening. in her hand. She yeah. fucking
1: walked in with her, her car keys in her hand
0: right so police then found the handgun on the floor next to her and they observed 10 casings and 10 bullets or bullet fragments in the kitchen itself so they saw multiple bullet holes all over the kitchen and to me it's absolutely horrifying that he attempted to fire 10 bullets because they said that the so it was 10 bullets he fired 10 bullets, but only five or six bullets actually hit her.
1: Oh, okay. See, I thought.
0: He, like, with, I don't know what the wording is, but he, whatever the thing is that holds the bullets, like, he wasted all of them in this one scene that happened with Okay, them.
1: so he only had 10 bullets in his gun. He had
0: 10 bullets in his gun, but when only he five or started six.
1: started shooting her. Right. Okay, so he unloaded his gun at
0: her. He unloaded his gun at her. And, I mean, obviously the police wanted to question him and to find out what happened that night. And when he was questioned by the police, he told them that Soka grabbed a knife to try to stab him and that he shot her in self-defense.
1: You shot her with... You you literally pulled your gun until it wouldn't shoot anymore.
0: And you're saying that that's self-defense.
1: In self-defense with a knife.
0: Instead of just saying, like always shot her like not to say it's good but like self-defense isn't always to kill somebody
1: okay well I mean I don't know I mean it, it it could be self-defense I mean if if I saw some if like say you came home one day you were pissed at me and you grabbed a knife you start running at me and I had a gun ready and like there was already like some turmoil between us and all that kind of bullshit yeah and I was like a like a somebody who was on edge Maybe that maybe that could have happened but like why would you unload your weapon on your girlfriend who's trying to stab you who you would you you would probably know she probably couldn't stab you
0: but the the hard part about it is that she she didn't even have a knife to try to stab him
1: she didn't have a knife in her hand
0: she did when police found her but she didn't put it there
1: oh so
0: I mean according to press Harold, police said that all of the evidence contradicted his story. Like oh, okay. he he staged the scene to make himself look right. like the so victim. So he put the fucking he put knife the knives there.
1: Put the knives around her head. Yeah,
0: he did fucking, it all
1: to make it look like the she, bitch was trying to come at him.
0: Yeah, to make Sorry, it look like not a bitch. To make it look like she was coming at him when it was actually
1: right. It was all him. Anthony Lang is the bitch in this situation.
0: Yes. So, eventually, I mean, almost immediately, he was charged with murder. And, well, yeah. I mean, we see this a lot in domestic violence cases where the abuser wants to make himself the victim in violent situations. And, like right. I said, that's exactly yeah, what happened here.
1: fucking jabroni wants to seem like he's the one that was the fucking person who was getting beat. but Right.
0: It wasn't. He
1: it, was beating her the whole time.
0: So according to centralmaine.com, police said that an autopsy by the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner ultimately determined that Kuan died from multiple gunshot wounds and her death was certainly ruled a homicide.
1: Right. So
0: she suffered multiple gunshot wounds to her head and neck, and he began shooting at her when she was standing up, and he continued to shoot her once she collapsed on the kitchen floor. Wow. So like he he shot her while she was so down. So he
1: shot her like 3 4 times while she was standing up yep. and then when she fell, she kept he kept on shooting at her.
0: He kept shooting her.
1: Jesus.
0: And I mean that just shows the malicious intent that he had when he decided to kill his longtime girlfriend right from the beginning. Right. And centralmain.com also said that Neighbors of the couple described them as a quiet and family-oriented family. And some said that they were pretty shocked by the shooting. Um, neighbors also said that Anthony Lang was outgoing, he enjoyed helping neighbors, and that he likes to fish and hunt and owns firearms. Yeah,
1: obviously he owns firearms. But, I mean, just, just the fact that he's owning firearms doesn't mean that he's going to start shooting his girlfriend.
0: No, that's and that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that right. like it was clear to even their neighbors that they had guns in the home.
1: Yeah. I and mean, they were
0: still shocked.
1: This guy's always been a piece of shit. Yes. And he just all of a sudden he just snapped and he took it too far. Way too far. Fucking Anthony Lang.
0: So what many people didn't know is that Anthony Lang was very different on the surface compared to how he treated Soka and their children behind closed doors. Although he didn't have a criminal history, he subjected his family to domestic violence for many years. Both of their sons told the investigators that they heard their father threaten to kill their mother during arguments in the past. So I mean, this was happening in front of their kids. Right. Or with an earshot. So of they, their kids. They,
1: they heard it happen. They so, heard it happening. So their their older child. The one that took their the younger one out of the house Mm -hmm. probably had an inclination that oh this is happening. I've heard my father say that he was going to kill my mother. Their ten year
0: old son even had heard it. too. Right,
1: but I mean he's ten years old, right? right? He's he's he doesn't really think about. He wants yeah, right. He doesn't. He's not thinking about that in that super stressful environment, right? in In your own home. So the older one was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this my younger brother out because. I know what's going on. I know what's happening.
0: And it's just, it's so sad to me to like think that their children heard this happening. You know, it just, it's, it's just so horrible. And this just shows that Anthony Lang didn't care about the well-being of his family. And this is something that his children will never forget.
1: No, this, this piece of shit. He he sounds like a fucking sociopath. He had no... He didn't care about anybody else's opinion about him. He didn't give a fuck.
0: He didn't care at all.
1: He's just a fucking piece of shit, and he deserves to fucking rot in prison for this.
0: And the Press Herald reported that the couple's oldest daughter... So we haven't really talked about her yet. So right. Myra Kwan... She actually wrote a letter that the court prosecutor read during the hearing on her behalf, saying that she missed the time when she felt her father's love, but he began to abuse her when she came out as gay at 14 years old. So like he was verbally and emotionally abusive to her. And he repeatedly told her to kill herself.
1: Okay, but that's terrible. At the same time but we gotta have have we did we look into what uh he came from thailand right yes what what is their view on i don't gay know individuals like i cause think, he he grew up in thailand i don't know i don't know what their view is with he didn't grow, with gay individuals i don't know what their.
0: it still doesn't excuse the fact that you telling it, your daughter it, to kill herself it doesn't, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make excuse that okay.
1: the fact but it also like it also brings up uh,
0: I get a, what a, you're saying, right?
1: It it brings a different yes. thing into what he was saying. Like I know the culture, right? The it's, culture it's must have been it's a cultural
0: different. Difference, yeah. But like his daughter, it they moved it here it years ago. It so. doesn't
1: justify that he's telling his daughter to kill herself, right?
0: Like whether you to. support that's it or fucking, not, that's,
1: that's terrible. That's awful. I right? Would, I'd have fucking. Beat so she, the shit out of him. Like
0: so, she ran away from home to escape him, and it's unclear how old she was when she ran away from home or where she was staying. Okay, but I would have to imagine that she was able to like confide in other family members or friends that she had had to she, live with them yeah, until she, probably, she turned. Because when this story right. happened, she was eighteen, so it was four years later
1: okay so she pro- she was probably staying with friends
0: right and that's the only reason why i'm saying her name is because she's not a minor anymore whereas right.
1: yeah um, if she was a minor we would i would not, I
0: would not that's would why i haven't, say the
1: older sister
0: yeah. right that's why i didn't say the yeah. two sons names just because they are still um they're under the age of 18 um
1: mm-hmm. and i want to
0: like protect them and i also want to protect their oldest daughter but right. i know that it's it's legal for us to say her name yeah So the prosecutor said that Soka was actually making plans to leave Anthony and take their children with her to go live with family members in California. Okay. And the prosecutor also kind of explained that he knew that she, like Anthony knew that she was trying to separate herself from him and escape from him, um, which meant that he would no longer have the chance to threaten her and her children, that she was done with his cheating on her. Which I didn't even know that he... Oh, that he, was, was, he, he was cheating, cheating on, on her him. too? Yeah, I don't know exactly for how long. The I mean, the prosecutor see, just uh, kind of said that. See, very... I'm th-
1: I'm, the whole time I'm thinking that like he found out she was cheating on him and then he no. fucking snapped at her.
0: No, usually...
1: So he's a he's a real fucking piece of shit.
0: Usually domestic violence abusers are the ones who are in the fucking, wrong in a lot of different ways. And fucking
1: Anthony, dude.
0: He was cheating on her, and he also knew that she was done with him threatening her and demeaning her. And as she tried to escape from him and flee, that's that's when he killed her. her. That's when it happened. And, I mean, it can be extremely difficult and sometimes impossible for domestic violence victims to make a plan to even escape their relationships and to flee to another area.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... If, if if like, you're basing it on this story, this actual thing that happened, it's terrifying. Like, I mean, if you were in a domestic, violent relationship, mm-hmm. and you're trying to fucking get away, but you know that if you try to get away, things are going to get way worse. Yep. You're just going to stay in it, and you're not going to tell anybody that it's happening. That's- and it's fucking terrible that's that's what
0: happens in domestic violence situations
1: i've never been in a domestic violent relationship i've never done any kind of domestic violence i've never hit any girlfriend i've ever had like that would be awful i've never seen it yeah i don't know anything about it
0: unfortunately i know a lot about it personally i mean i don't i'm not gonna like elaborate on this but right um that's exactly how it is They treat you horribly. They put their hands on you. They emotionally abuse you or some cases even like sexually abuse you. And Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to get away because – not just because you know that it puts you in even more danger – but, like, they always make up an excuse, like, oh, I love you. Like, it's kind of like
1: right. you only... get
0: you get hurt and it's like, yeah. oh, I love you. And then it's just, like, I a love vicious you. cycle. I'm
1: only doing it because I don't want to lose you.
0: Exactly. Eh. Like, you get stuck in this, like, vicious cycle. And I think a lot of people who don't know much about domestic violence or have never, like, seen it happen or right. experienced it, it's hard to, like, wrap your mind around it because everyone's always like, just leave them. Why are you with them? And it's kind of right, like, yeah. it's way more yeah. difficult and it's, way more.
1: It's very Complex
0: hard. than that. You I mean, know,
1: I've never experienced it myself, but I right. know people who have experienced it. Like, right. Like you. Yep. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I can imagine it's difficult to get out of it because you don't want to get hurt worse than you were getting hurt while you are in it. Because you know that like, right. once you say you're leaving, you're, it you're, could be the end of it. You're essentially walking into a beatdown that you might not get up from. Right. Which and I is mean fucking awful.
0: That's what happened with Soka. I mean, she was so close to breaking free and getting out. And her life was just taken away way, way too soon. Like, just... Yeah. I mean she was only 36 years old with, with three children and she had so much more life to live and so many other things to experience and like there was a lot that she could have done with her life and with her children right. and it just it makes me really sad and legacy.com published an incredible obituary that kind of just outlined who Soka Kwan was and just how much she was loved by those around her. I mean, the obituary stated Soko was truly a sweet person with a great personality. She was known to be outgoing and had a great sense of humor. She loved spending time with her children, friends and families. She loved to cook and was always looking for new recipes. She was a favorite in her circle of friends and family and especially dear to her nieces and nephew. I mean, she cared about everyone and was known as auntie to most people, whether she was their aunt or not. Right. And Soka worked hard while raising her children. I mean, she had hobbies like gardening, fishing, and cooking. Um, she loved planting new flowers, fruits, and vegetables. I mean, she must have had an incredible garden. At I mean, that was her hobby, was her passion Mm -hmm. when she wasn't working or taking care of her kids. Yeah. And I actually looked her up on social media to see if she had any accounts. And I was able to find her Facebook profile. So she was constantly posting pictures of meals that she had cooked. Um, Her cover photo at one point was of her on like a fishing trip with her family and I noticed that she was so, she was just so photogenic and so beautiful. You know, she almost always had a smile on her face, but I could tell that her smile was different when Anthony Lang was in the picture with her or even if he was touching her. I mean, I'm not saying that all of you should go to her Facebook and look, but um, I do think that that is just one of the very small signs that you can kind of pick up on um, that something isn't quite right with someone's relationships because in some of her pictures, she almost looks scared of him. Um, And, you know, it just, it was just really sad to see. Like when she's pictured by herself, she was just like beaming and glowing and looks so happy and like, clearly you could tell that Anthony was not taking the picture of her. Like, it, it was someone else. It must have been. Yeah. Because in the pictures with him, um, her smile almost looks, like, forced.
1: Forced smile, yeah.
0: Forced smile. And, of course, he's, like, always beaming, you well, know?
1: I mean, she's probably – she's obviously scared of him, so she's not going to smile very – She's not, right. not going to be a real smile when he's in the picture.
0: Right. And, like, all of the pictures that she had posted – were just like of her with, like she was always dolled up and she always had her makeup done and she was always wearing like this, the cutest clothes. And she also posted a lot of pictures of her with her kids and mm-hmm. her family members with their kids. And um, like I'd mentioned earlier from her obituary, she was always posting pictures of the different recipes
1: a lot, probably a lot without him in the fucking pictures.
0: A lot without him, but, I mean, a lot of her, I would say, like, she had a few profile pictures that she had with him, mm-hmm. um, but most of her profile
1: pictures
0: were of herself. Right. Um, and it looked like she really enjoyed hanging out with her friends. There was always, there were pictures of her, like, making funny faces and laughing, um, and she just seemed like a really happy person when she was not around anthony Lang.
1: it was all it was pretty much for her it was it was all a facade because she was not happy
0: well and i think that's a big part of social media a lot of people yeah like show that they're super happy or their relationships are amazing and their boyfriend or their girlfriend are so awesome everything's
1: all sugar crop sugar sugar plums and Sunflowers on their fucking social media. Right,
0: and I can see that because not not everyone. I mean, most people don't want to like air out their dirty laundry and like really horrible things that are happening to them. No,
1: I mean we're not going to post online that we're arguing about the dishes. Right, we're going to post online when we're going <laughs> apple picking or some shit. Like exactly. That, right? I mean, it makes sense.
0: And luckily, like we don't argue very much, and if we do, it's about like the dishes or the laundry or like me not wiping off our dog's feet or something right. when or, it's wet outside. Or the
1: dog food. I'm looking at it right now. Or the, the dog be food. refilled. Right. Yeah.
0: And yeah, just things like that. And, like, it does make me so sad sometimes when I find a victim's social media account and just start looking through their different pictures and their posts because they often have so many people who like and comment on their posts. Like, Sokash, a lot of her family members and her friends were always, like, saying like, looking good, sexy, or like, Mm -hmm. you look so hot, or like, miss you, and all of these different things. And I was actually surprised that a lot of her close relatives and friends haven't really posted on her pictures. Like, I'm someone who does that. When someone I was very close with dies, for whatever reason, I always go and like post on their Their walls sometimes are common on old pictures, but I also do realize that that brings up a lot of, like, emotions for people, and some it just might be too difficult to do that. Um, And, like, it just shows that the people who cared about them, and, I mean, they obviously still do care about them, but I just think it's really, it can just be so unfair how people are taken away just like that. Oh, yeah. And um, so as far as the like the murder trial and everything with Anthony Lang, he initially he initially pleaded not guilty on March 30th back in 2019. I mean, not guilty for shooting his longtime girlfriend in their home in the presence of their children when all of the evidence proved that he murdered her in well, cold course, blood.
1: Because he thought he covered it up and he thought right. whatever they were saying was bullshit.
0: He thought that it was working when it it really wasn't. He wasn't fooling anybody. Um, And he later decided to change his plea, and he ended up pleading guilty under an agreement that would spare his children from having to testify against him. Um, He just didn't want to, like, put them on the stand to kind of be a witness in their mother's death.
1: I guess that's good.
0: I mean, yeah, I was pretty surprised that he did that. Um, It's one good
1: thing that this... Piece of shit, dude.
0: Right. And I think in a way he was just trying to, like, spare them from reliving it as well as himself. Um, Because as you could imagine, based off of what I could find, um, he has, like, contacted his children over the years or has tried to. um, And there was even an article, I can't remember where, but it did say that he called his youngest son, who, like we had said, was 10, and he was just saying like i miss you do you miss me like from jail and it was so it was just so sad because his son said well i miss you but i miss mom too right and like that just kind of like puts it into
1: That's such a sad situation it was it was it's
0: just over it's just very very sad and according to wmtw.com anthony lang received the maximum sentence under a plea agreement that he had reached with the prosecutors, which was forty years in prison. Okay. Um, so I would say that that's well deserved. That's fair. Um, very that's a fair, fair.
1: That's a fair sentence.
0: Very fair. And the judge surprisingly also ordered him to pay five thousand one hundred dollars to Quan's family for her funeral costs. Um, so I thought that that was that was really good that the judge ordered him to pay that um, I mean, he
1: doesn't fucking need the money anyway. he doesn't need it he's in jail for 40 years he's
0: in jail for a very long time
1: if he had the money he might as well fucking pay for his ex-girlfriend's funeral
0: right that's the least he could do um and i mean like cody had mentioned earlier um october is domestic violence awareness month mm-hmm. so i do just like to i just want to review like some of the statistics that are in maine um, surrounding domestic violence so according to the national coalition against domestic violence one in three women and
1: in, one in four men have experienced some form of domestic violence
0: whether it's physical violence um, or intimate partner violence and that accounts for 15 percent of all violent crimes in maine so that's pretty surprising and in fact, 39.3% of Maine women and 33.6% of Maine men experience intimate partner physical violence um, or intimate partner stalking in their lifetimes. Okay. And actually in 2017, 22% of homicides in Maine were committed by intimate partners and 60% of these intimate partner homicides in maine were committed using firearms that's a lot of people killing their significant other with a gun i mean it's just it's absolutely sickening and upsetting to learn that the statistics are so high and that majority of these happen with all kinds of guns I mean, we all know that gun violence occurs everywhere, and this just kind of puts it into perspective for me, personally. Um,
1: gun violence does happen a lot of places.
0: It really does.
1: It is it is a serious issue in our society nowadays. Gun right. violence, especially with domestic violence,
0: right? Because I agree. it's
1: readily available
0: anyone almost anyone can get a gun
1: almost anyone can get a gun and i mean it's not a bad thing that anyone get a gun if you want to get it for home defense or for
0: the right whatever
1: you want to get a gun for right i mean you get it get it for the right reasons then it's fine we're not we're not saying anything about gun defense we're not saying it's bad
0: we're just saying in the cases where it's used against your
1: yeah right it's used i mean according to these statistics it's used a lot in domestic violence right which is terrible it's awful look at this case yeah this is an
0: example and i did actually find that i found online that maine does have various domestic violence related firearms laws in place which are meant to protect everyone from another violent crime so like certain um Offenders who go to jail or are charged with something, even if it's a misdemeanor domestic violence charge, right. um, there are some laws that say in Maine that you these people can't. Whether it's a man or a woman, they can't actually own a firearm for like five years.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Minimum. But,
0: and some people, it's never again. Yeah. Like if you're
1: that's the a felon, yeah. obviously you that's can't. the background check. Like if you're going to buy a gun and you have domestic violence right in your background. You're probably not going to be able to fucking buy a gun. You but if definitely you can't. Know, if you're a, you know, if you're a good person, you're a stand up citizen. Mm-hmm. You don't have any kind of violence in your history. You can go to wherever you want to go, kid or training post, wherever. You Walmart. go to a, you, Walmart gun store, right? You go get a gun tomorrow. Whatever kind of gun you want, as long as it's not fully automatic. Because as far as I know, I don't think you can buy those. I think guns. those
0: are, yeah. For, not you know, accessible the,
1: the average citizen can't just go buy a fully automatic fucking 50 caliber that you can hook on top of your jeep right you can't go buy that but you can go buy whatever gun you want
0: handgun rifle whatever which is
1: fine perfect it's awesome i feel safer when i know people who have guns right because i know they, they went through the background check they got all their 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 t's crossed and their i's fucking dotted
0: exactly yeah and hammer down and I mean, it's our duty, everyone's duty, our listeners, us, um, to advocate against domestic violence at all times. I mean, it's never okay, um, regardless of what form of domestic violence physical, verbal, sexual, um, all never of those. Okay. It's never okay. Never
1: okay. Don't do it.
0: And if you were someone, that, you know, is experiencing domestic violence. Um, I just urge you to please reach out to the domestic violence hotline, um, which is 1-800-799-7233 or even your local hotline in your state.
1: Or just reach out to somebody, somebody who you think that could help.
0: And someone who you feel you can trust with what you're, the information that you're confiding in them about. Um, but it's usually recommended to seek out a hotline. Um, go to
1: your go to your supervisor at work. Go to somebody who,
0: who, who you trust. Who
1: you trust who who doesn't know your your abuser. Exactly. Go to somebody who doesn't know your abuser because that's probably the best way to
0: like a neutral person. Right. Go to, to a neutral person. In, right.
1: Not even a neutral person, somebody who's on your side. And go to them and just try to just try to get help the way, any way you can because it's
0: not always easy nobody I'll wants say to, that.
1: nobody wants to live that way it's right a way to live.
0: um and once again we just want all of our listeners to know that we hear you we believe you and we will always stand with you um once again we thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to our podcast
1: thanks yeah hey this one was late
0: <laughs> i apologized um it's it's been a long and rough week but here we are posting it tonight um i hope that you all listen um
1: life got in the way
0: yes happens most of you know it does happen um but until next time um this is wicked killings
1: stay wicked